0: Listening to Militantly Mixed. Hey, y'all! Welcome to Militantly Mixed, the podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your host Charmaine, aka Mixed Girl Maine, the busiest mixed race bisexual polyamorous atheist comic book nerd cat mom podcaster in this podcasting game. And today. I am coming at you with a bonus episode, which is actually a discussion that I had with Natalie Evans on her show, Some Kind of Brown, in which we were talking about the current separation of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I guess we couldn't quite figure out what we're going to call it. Is it a scandal? Is it a separation? I'm kind of leaning more towards emancipation. Um, So uh, we'll see how you feel. Uh, Basically, I have some personal feelings about this only because I'm a mixed black British American and Natalie had some feelings about it in support of a fellow mixed black and white uh, American woman being kind of treated terribly by the press in in Great Britain. So we wanted to get together to to share our different perspectives on the topic. Uh, Fair warning. The first part of the discussion ends up being an accidental clinic because I felt like I needed to explain certain aspects of the British royal uh, family, the line of succession, the, some of the history and things like that that would inform sort of what is happening to the British royal family now and, um, and showing how history is repeating itself a little bit. I, I didn't expect to do that. I just kind of did it during the course of our conversation. So hopefully I got everything right Of course, I am raised by the American education system, but a lot of what I understand about the British royal family, I either got from my family, uh, my British family, or, you know, documentaries and shit. So hopefully I got it all right. Um, And in some cases, I, I know I chose words that in hindsight, I wouldn't have used if I was kind of thinking more clearly. I kept referring to him as a prince of Windsor, which is appropriate, but it just sounds weird coming out. Um, also, there's a few times where I cannot say Sussex <laughs> and it does not sound like Sussex, uh, but I didn't record over it. I, we just let it go. Like, I mean, what are you going to do? It's already recorded. So I think that's pretty much it. I talked a little bit on yesterday's episode about me having feelings about this. And this is why I was actually why I've been avoiding talking about it on my show or in social media, um, because it's kind of triggering some things in my own personal relationship to my own British heritage and the stuff that I deal with in my own family. So it's weird because it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. It's at least reminding me of some of the stuff I haven't dealt with. And uh, so that's why I haven't talked about it up until now. But because I had this opportunity to talk about it with Natalie and sort of filter out some of my feelings about the treatment of Meghan Markle in the UK and in the separation of Prince Harry and Meghan from their Royal Highness titles um, and duties and responsibilities, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was worth to have the conversation and share it with the audience. So. Please enjoy this bonus episode of Militantly Mixed, and we will be back next week with a regular episode. Peace, y'all. Hello,
1: everyone. We have a special guest today because we're going to be talking about something that is big in the news and we both have opinions. We have Charmaine from militantly mixed back with us. Yay! I, I'm not going to make you like hi I'm Charmaine. <laughs> like- hi I'm Charmaine aka Mixed Girl Main. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you listen you probably already know her. Like, I mean
0: you you and I both reference each other so frequently on our separate. Separate shows, I think, uh at this point. I don't know, maybe.
1: I, hi well, everybody, if just I'm now Charmaine now yeah.
0: <laughs> Host of <a> Militantly Mixed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just in case you're new.
0: <laughs> just in case.
1: So if you're also new, I guess you don't know what your mix I mean So that is uh not valid. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's uh, integral to the discussion yes. at hand. <laughs> it um, is very integral.
0: <laughs> so I am a black Japanese, Caucasian British, and Appalachian, Caucasian West Virginian American. So I have <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too much. I'm black Japanese, English, and a mix of some kind of German, Irish, Scott, Appalachian white folk. Um, but I was raised with a British grandmother in my household on one side of my family and a Japanese grandmother on the other side of my family. But my Britishness is squeezed through the lens of being a mixed black Brit. Does that help?
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> I said it's it so of, <laughs> different
0: than I've ever said it before.
1: <laughs> it is very different, but it it makes sense in the context. If oh. you guys haven't been watching the news, you might not know, but I talked about. Are we still calling her Meghan Markle? Did she change? Well, she's her the
0: Duchess of Sussex.
1: Yes, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle. We talked about her when, like, way back in the day when she got married, and now we have. I don't even, this scandal, this Yeah, I don't know what craziness. to call it. They're calling it
0: Megxit, which just like, oh, I want to punch somebody that. in the face for this. Yeah, I want to punch someone in the face for this. So uh, I'm here because being a mixed black Brit who is also an American... Uh, I have crossover, like, in terms of heritage and background with what's going on here. Although Megan is kind of, I mean, she's a mixed black and white American who is going to have a mixed British child. So yeah. I guess I'm going to relate more closely to what her child's experience is going to be like than uh, than hers. But I, I kind of feel like I have a dog in this fight. I don't know how to...
1: I mean, my only dog in this fight is that I was excited to see as a mixed person, as someone who is mixed with black, to see something like this happen in a very white centric family.
0: Extremely. Yeah.
1: So I was just excited, honestly. And you never it was something I never realized was possible until it happened. And I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody really thought it was a possibility. You see, like. I keep thinking about the princess diaries with, um, what's her name? And
0: I know what you're talking about, but I was too old by the time those movies oh. came out. Um, oh, what's her well, name? I know her name. A- Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, right, right.
1: Yeah, so Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries, and she finds out she's a princess from Genovia, because <laughs> I was like 14, and I love this movie. When it
0: came out. <laughs> I know it so, spoke to a lot of people that were about like 10, 15 years younger than me.
1: <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was like, a, a, I wouldn't say pivotal. It was just one of those iconic movies from my childhood. Mm. And so, but she's white. And that's the story that we've always seen. This princess Cinderella, these other princesses, they're all white. And to have someone who's mixed, it was like the story we all wanted, but it was real life. right? And I think that was a very, I think that's what made this situation even more gutting for people like me Mm -hmm. to see how she was treated because we were all excited for progress. Right. And the only progress that happened was Harry fell in love with her. That's it. (laughs) Right. And, you
0: know, I got to give props to Harry uh, because like this kid's life was definitely not supposed to go this way. This kid was supposed to be part of a system, a very archaic system. Um, that, you know, had his whole life mapped out for him forever. Yeah. And because of the death of his mother, and because he's really kind of the first monarch we ever got, British monarch in particular, um, that we ever got to really see emotional. Like he was a 13 year old boy and we got to see him grieve for his mother, uh, during her funeral. And this was not, this is not a very comfortable British experience. Um, you know, the term stiff off her lip is, so embedded in the british culture you're not supposed to show emotion that is not the british way and to see this little boy grieve for his mother because of the way essentially she was murdered i mean it, it's an accident but it's because of it, someone it was
1: an, a quote unquote accident and we'll never right. know the truth but it, it was well pretty, yeah okay that
0: too but it was because of the weird. yeah it's, it's brutal what happened and he was just a child when it happened and so he his path diverges from the normal monarch, and from that moment on, I mean, Will's as well. But Will regard no matter what Will wanted, his life was going to be a certain way because he's the direct heir. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry had a little bit more wriggle room, and once Will finally had three kids and he got pushed down in the line of succession, his path was able to diverge even further, and he started to live his own life i think and the yeah. fact well, that let, he let is me
1: expect, let me explain that for people who aren't familiar really quickly um we are talking about meghan markle the uh, the duke and duchess, duchess of sussex. Yeah,
0: duke and duchess of sussex we're talking
1: about uh prince harry is he even I don't know how it works. So I'm he's so sorry. always
0: Prince Hair. So he okay. the, the way that the way the monarchy works <laughs> is that you have your, your main title and he is a Prince of Windsor. He is a Prince of Windsor, basically, right. because his family, the current ruling monarchy is the Windsors. Um so he he was the spare, basically. The every every um you have to have a spare <laughs> he had an heir and a spare. So he was the spare and he was put there basically in place in case something ever happened to Will. Uh, when Will gets married and has three children, his children becomes the direct heirs. So it, it now the way the current line of su- uh, succession is Charles, Will, and I forget the order of his children, but I think it's George, Charlotte and... The third one, I don't remember. The third. One. Uh,
1: I think you're right. I honestly, uh, I do not keep up with the family. I don't really like monarchies. Yeah, uh, it's not because I'm a <laughs> red blooded American or anything. It's just <laughs> genuinely, I don't like the idea of people who are in power just because class. they were born. Yeah, a hereditary
0: ruling class is really scary to me because you're going to have yeah. some dummies. You're going to have some ones that just don't get it and. They're so removed from like to be a symbol of British people and not be able to engage on a regular basis with your own British people. Like we know British people better than they know British people, probably because they don't interact. They don't, you know, like they don't work around the town and hang out shit like that. Like
1: Harry, that's how you have things like. I was I had it and I lost it, like the whole "let them eat cake" nonsense with Marie Antoinette. Like, technically, this, she didn't
0: say that, but that's what the his, the victors have written. So,
1: <laughs> which is what I mean by we have those things. So, like, yeah the the victors get re- get to rewrite history, and that story of her saying that works because everyone was so far removed from the royals. Mm-hmm. So, of course that saying having her say that makes sense and people would swallow it because people Mm -hmm. expect monarchy or the, the people in power to be so removed from reality or the realities of an everyday average person
0: right so much so i mean the symbolic power of the monarchy is so strong that people don't even realize um the british monarchy they're not even english they're germans They're Germans and Russians that have married and married and married and then ended up on the on the throne through Queen Victoria's family. (laughs) Yeah, they're ethnically not English. They're ethnically mostly German and Russian. Um, And because the royal families of Europe, a lot of them are very related and closely connected. But um, the family that becomes the Windsors come from the czars of Russia. And the the kings and queens of Germany. Um, and then they realize once World War I is coming up that, oh, shit, there's some stuff going on in Germany. And the Brits are going to they're going to take away the monarchy if they think of us as Germans. So they change their name
1: to mm. Windsor
0: to be more British sounding. And um, and then even as Prince Philip marries into the royal family, he is also a royal. He is of Greek and German and Russian heritage as well. He was a prince of Greece before he married Elizabeth. Um, well, he was like a deposed prince. It's a whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're not ethnically British anyway, but they are the symbol of Britain because the all of the monarchs of of Europe intermarried and everything like that. Um, yeah. So and they changed their little, name to Windsor this, to be a this, representative of England.
1: And this is important because we have a, like I said, the Prince Harry and his wife stepping down from their royal duties. And I don't think anyone has come out and blatantly said, Why? But we all know why. Yeah. Well, it's
0: why I even mentioned that they're not actually English, because I think it's important to see what's happening here with what's going on with them. Um, Megan is an attack on the symbol of cold blo- not cold-blooded I meant to say blue-blooded but um a <laughs> blue-blooded brit's like you know like <laughs> you know she she is different she is outside she is an other to us us in the royal sense and so her coming into the family really stressed everybody out because they're like we're not used to otherness we're not used to difference and what's going on in britain right now is also at play here so Britain is is teetering on the edge of being dominated by people who have immigrated to the country. And I don't mean dominated politically. I mean, dominated population wise. Um, And so you're going to start to see a tilt. And in our lifetime, there may be a tilt that goes towards more of a higher population of Muslims than the Church of England or Protestants or Catholics. So there there's concern in their country about stuff like that. Um, and England is going to become more and more brown. The only thing is it's only going to be more and more brown in London and in Manchester, like in these cities, these larger cities, the countryside still remains very, very white. Yeah. And so um, although those populations exist, all they see is this attack on the crown in the form of a brown woman coming in. And it seems like it's too scary or it's going to unseat the monarchy when a whole bunch of stuff that is happening that has been happening for years has the potential to unseat the monarchy. In the time that the Queen Elizabeth has ruled, the monarchy has gone from having a lot of power to very little power and primarily symbolic power. There's still things that she can do. She can still... Dissolve the government of Australia. She can't dissolve Parliament in England anymore, though.
1: Um, you yeah. know, there's different she things can, that like, she right has. Bills passed by Parliament, but right. she hasn't she, used that power either.
0: Right? she? She basically still has to sign every bill into law. So there's still power there to a degree. Um, but she's so pigeonholed by wanting to maintain the monarchy that to deny anything that Parliament puts up. Uh, she's afraid will unseat her family. So she's going to go along with Parliament. She should be
1: afraid because it's not, yeah. just, it's not a modern concept. Yeah.
0: It's not a modern concept. So whatever the future is for if Charles becomes king or if they skip and go directly to Will, that'll become even more symbolic. So they're clinging on for dear life to maintain some level of Britishness, you know, so that their family continues to be able to be a symbol because they draw all their money off of taxpayers dollars in Britain and things like that, whatever. So now like, so you have all of this, right? Putting this in your mind while you're also seeing this Brown woman from America, the people that left us, the people who (laughs) rebelled against us, the criminals of Britain, basically, you're bringing one of them into the fold. And on top of that, she's Brown. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, so there's a lot of stuff like, so I want to say this, all this, because I want people to understand that. Yes, this is a racial issue. There's definitely race at play, but there's also historical fear of the loss of the monarchy. You know, that's going on as well. Um, And so, to To continue to allow the British monarchy to remain the symbol that it is for the British people, to allow outsiders is already a very scary thing. It happened during uh, World War II when Elizabeth was going to marry Philip. Philip was treated like I'm sorry to say that I cannot believe I'm about to say these words. Philip was treated very similarly to Meghan in in, World War II. (laughs) Oh my God! I can't believe I said that shit he was viewed as a foreigner like even though he's this Aryan fucking prince like literally blue hair, blue eyes, blonde hair whiteness, he was just strong and he, he was like I don't know what the hottest white guy is, I it's whatever pick one, whatever your hottest white style. guy is like. <laughs> okay sure, that was Prince Philip, he was a symbol of I don't George. know <laughs> Harry, I don't know. I mean, like whoever likes uh, like the most strong, attractive white guy, whoever that is right now that's popular. That was essentially Philip at the time. He was a heartthrob. He was a uh, um, a naval officer. He was beautiful to them. And but then when he was about to marry Elizabeth, or when he was courting her, all of a sudden it was like this attack from an outsider is going to come here and try to be king. And so there was all this stuff that had to go at play to prevent him from ever being king. That's why he is called the prince consort. That is why Mm. Queen Elizabeth remains the the head of power, the seat of power in the British monarchy. Uh, So the same thing is going on with Meghan. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is so parallel. Um, Even though he looks like them. Yeah, he was an outsider. So British people have this very thing. So this is a very different thing for Americans to understand is that Americans put our ethnicity first and then our citizenship. Everybody else in the world puts their nationality first and ethnicity comes after. Right. And so for for Philip, he was an outsider. He was a foreigner and he married this pure symbol of Britishness. So they dealt with very similar things right now that Meghan and Harry are dealing with. The only difference is that because Meg uh, because Harry is sixth in line for the throne, I believe. Yes. It's not as pressing. It's not as fearful um, to, that he's going to end up because basically, Will and his entire family needs to be wiped out before yeah. Harry is even at stake. So which we're is not why they all for, fly separately and travel right? separately, you know, that kind of stuff. So no one's really worried that there's going to be a brown king queen on the seat of the British monarchy but they still are used to status quo. And she threatens that by her appearance. So that's why it doesn't matter what she does. She's going to be the wrong person. And the thing is, Harry is very well liked and he's very, because he is something, he steps outside of it a little bit. He's a little bit bad boy forever. He was, he made mistakes. He wore a fucking Nazi costume for Halloween and thought it was funny, but he was a 21 year old kid and, and, Las Vegas doing drugs and fucking, you know, so he did some stupid shit, you know, but then he grew up and you got to see him grow up really quickly. And, um, and then when he fell in love with Megan and fought for her, a lot of people were like, He's like uh, he's he's a regular guy. He's going to fight for the woman he loves. against Like, you know, uh, ancient fucking monarchy, like he's archaic system a really archaic system. So he so the people start to really attach to him. But then it starts to make people realize, oh, shit, I have to decide, am I is it more important to me that a prince is going to fight for his commoner love or that a brown woman is going to mix into the royal line like mm-hmm. so it starts to reveal things about people as they um as they decide if they're going to accept this and you know we've we've seen the headlines that show things side by side kate and megan and how they'll treat kate and megan for the exact same thing totally like differently stupid
1: off the shoulder off one shoulder dress mm-hmm uh, or the baby bump cradling so
0: the baby bump and they're saying that, you know, Kate is this like picture of early motherhood, but Megan is somehow trying to show off. Yeah. You know, and things like that, or try to gain sympathy. When if you can't be empathetic to a mother carrying a child, I mean, you gotta know you're the baddie. But um so we have um we have this all this kind of stuff. And the British press is brutal. Like they're not even we think we have it tough here, but they are
1: Bucking oh, it's no holds there. barred. I um, secretly adore uh, Ben Shapiro went on a show in Britain and the speaker was uh, not the speaker. The interviewer was conservative as well. Mm-hmm. And he played devil's advocate because that's what you do in British media. They want to <laughs> hear the important things and they want to challenge people who are being interviewed. And Shapiro just like freaked out cuz he had never like never had that experience he of the to people to bend to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um that's
0: the I didn't know that happened but that's awesome. Yeah, and
1: that's just <laughs> that's just not how the breed Brit- the British press no. works. And no. he called he called this guy uh just someone who's not a conservative. He called him liberal and he was like, "I am pretty sure you have no idea who you're talking to." Because this guy is like super conservative. He just mm-hmm. wanted to hear and challenge some of these things mm-hmm. that Ben Shapiro had said. So I think that uh, the way we have media here is just so different and foreign to us in the yeah. first place.
0: Because you can have, you can change your story if you pay a big enough price here. Yes. Um, that's not really the way it works in Britain. So... um So, you know, all of that, pile all that on top of seeing Prince Harry. This is why I'm I'm, even though I have the feelings that I have about the royal family, uh, which are very conflicted because of the way I was raised. um, I'm really digging Harry because not only is he standing out um, of outside of the family norms, he was he was trying to maneuver within the system for as long as he could. He's like, look, we're going to step away from taking taxpayer dollars so we'll Mm -hmm. remain royals but we won't take any taxpayer dollars for this who else did think something like that michelle obama she never took her budget for her out her outfits that is part of the american taxpayer budget she never took it because every, she knew
1: uh, oh my every dress, every, every outfit, every day to do that because you there's a certain status symbol or mm-hmm. uh, the first lady becomes a symbol of the American people or like the mother of the people. So, of course, mm-hmm. she has a budget to look a certain way. And I guarantee right. you, Ivanka is using Not Ivanka. Melania is using it. Absolutely. Um, but Michelle Obama
0: says about it, she goes, I knew that I could never win in this thing. And if I was taking this money, they would forget that every white woman that came before me also took this money. Mm-hmm. Um, but And so she paid out of pocket for every single thing that her and her daughters wore. Um, and, and, and some rare occasions when they were donated something, um, they made it public that it was donated so that they knew that it wasn't going to remain in their possession and everything like that, um, that it would go back to the people who were donating it. They weren't going to keep any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so Harry and Meghan were maneuvering under similar types of things. They're like, OK, you're uncomfortable with there being a brown person in the in the British royal family. OK, we'll no longer take taxpayer dollars, which means we'll have to live a more independent life, which means we're going to have to work.
1: And which they were OK with.
0: They were OK with and they were moving along those lines. But because of. The queen trying to maintain the status and also trying to, you know, keep the monarchy at play and listening to the opinions of the masses, which you're not going to satisfy every part. You just have to at some point decide who do you want to empower more. They ended up saying there's no way we can make this work. So if you're going to step out, you're going to step all the way out. And the sacrifice in quotation fingers is that they are no longer. Given the title of his royal highness or her royal highness. So I guess that's what I was starting about saying the titles. He's always the prince of of, um, he's always a prince of Windsor, but he is also the Duke of Sussex because that's the title he was granted during at his marriage. But he's also going to have other titles and I don't remember all his titles because I can't it's just very, know that it's shit. It's a very long list. It's a whole bunch of things, you know, in the same way that game of Thrones was like first of their name, you know, blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. all that shit the breath
0: of is the same <laughs> except for it's like a territory that they are the on paper governor of in some way, shape or form. Like, so he's got a bunch of these, but the, Duke and Duchess of Sussex is their main operating titles when they're doing um, public work, you know, royal work. And uh, but they're always greeted. So you would greet Meghan and Harry with, you know, his royal highness, her royal highness. Um, they have taken that away from them. They also took that away from Princess Diana when she divorced Charles. Yes. So she, she got to remain Princess Diana she was no longer her royal highness, which means you no longer had to curtsy if you greeted her and blah, 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 blah.
1: So there's which is something protocols. that's put in the, in the headlines right now. So it's good that you're explaining that because I was actually going to ask you, uh, the American media is making it sound like they have been... Dethroned in a sense,
0: right? Um, and it's like it's so weird. What it what a situation like this makes me realize how much I learned as a child about the the royal family. That I know this much about it is so stupid because I had absolutely no need of knowing this information. But I grew up in a in a family where I had a British grandmother who married a Black American man. My father, you know, and his siblings were all half black Caucasian Brits, you know, uh, we had pictures of the queen as you entered the home, which we practically curtsied and bowed to. Like they were like icons for religious people, you know, like how you would enter a space. And if there's an icon, I guess religious people are supposed to like bow or kiss it or something like that.
1: Um, I mean, I think Arth- of it Orthodox kind of, people
0: do that, I think. Yeah.
1: That I don't, that I think is a little foreign <laughs> to a lot of people, not in the sense of being a foreigner. It's just not a practice that a lot of people see. I think of it as like uh, when I was in my Vietnamese friend's house who's Buddhist, they have a shrine to their family members, and you have like, if you're Buddhist, you do like the bowing and the, the incense mm-hmm. offering. So that's the only direct. Kind of comparison. It's essentially
0: that, I that, except for it was the Queen, and Which it was not something that people <laughs> British people normally do. But I feel like this was a trait. This was like a holding on to my co- home country type of thing. And so mm. we were taught this respect of the of the Queen and things like that. Um, and then when I would go to my grandmother's house on my Japanese side, she was just obsessed with the royal family, the British royal family. She thought that them as like you know something to covet, something to look up to. Mind you, she also comes from a country that has an, an emperor, you know, um, yeah. a similar type of situation where they're primarily mostly symbolic at this point. You know, Japanese has their own prime minister and all that other kind of stuff. And he is technically the head power of the country. But symbolically, the, emp- the emperor has a say in some aspects of government, just like the, the British monarchy. But my grandma didn't care about the Japanese empire. She cared about the British empire. <laughs> So I couldn't escape <laughs> the British monarchy no matter where I was in my in my childhood. Um, so it's really, it's one of those things where, like, I'm still raised here as an American mixed kid. So, like, sure. as an American and not, like, a hot-blooded, red-blooded American, but as just, like, a person whose citizenship is in this country, I don't give a fuck about royalty. Like, royalty is not okay. You know, royalty is... puts me in a position of poverty, puts me in a position of not being able to gain power. Um, And we don't live in the era where a war helps us gain merit and and rise in the ranks like that used to be the thing. That's not how it works anymore.
1: So uh, and and both of us are atheists in mm -hmm. uh, probably not. because we don't believe in authority without like any reason. Like a divine. I and mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons. Right. Yeah. So like to have someone that you have you hold in such high regard for being born, yeah, she may have done some good things or pivotal things in her life, but she the fact still remains that she was in this position because she was born mm-hmm. into this position. She didn't earn it. Right. And that is what bothers me when it comes to royal families in general. But I feel like we have two situations here. We have, uh, I remember watching a lot of interviews around when they got married and they were interviewing black British people. Mm hmm. And a lot of them said that they were excited where they'd never been excited before. They hadn't cared about the royal family. They hadn't followed what they were doing. But now they were going to follow because there was going to be a black princess. And mm-hmm. that's what they kept saying. And that's what the press in Britain were calling her. Some is not a good thing. And so you have this area where she has become a symbol for... Uh, People who are not ethnically English mm-hmm. in Britain. But at the same time, you have this very real, very disgusting attack against this woman who, because she loved someone who happened to be a prince, mm-hmm. is crucified. I mean,
0: they're essentially calling her uppity. Like she was stepping totally outside of her of her space to even dane to get the affections of the prince right like as if it was entirely calculated on her part and harry just had no fucking date by her friends right and and the reason why that date was set up was because harry saw a picture of her and it was like can i hit that like yeah
1: (laughs) somebody
0: set me up with her i want that one (laughs) you know that's what happened um And uh, I mean, here's the thing, like, listen, listen to what you said. You said the black British people being interviews were saying they were finally going to start paying attention to the British monarchy because there was going to be a black princess. And other people were saying how, you know, that they were they weren't going to be. A real and true proper British person, right? An ethnic British mm-hmm. person. The, that's why I said earlier. Listen to what we're talking about on this grand state. We are concerned about a non-British person sitting in a royal family when the royal family itself ceased to be ethnically English years ago. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a it's a it's because white. Like at the end of the day, even if you like you're a lower scale white than the rest of the white people are are comfortable with, they'll go with them before they go with us. You know, that's that's what we're dealing with, with this stupid
1: shit. And I think it's hard as someone who's mixed. It's very, very difficult. And I I had to stop following the stories because I would get so enraged seeing the things that they said about her. Mm -hmm. And in defense of Megan, as if I hadn't been in defense of her this entire (laughs) time, she put up with and bore all of this criticism with grace. And I don't know if I could handle that at all for any length of time. Like these people were essentially being the most racist I've seen Brits be Mm -hmm. uh, outside of regards to Muslims, which is a completely different situation. Uh, It's just been really difficult. And I am very, very proud of Harry for what he's done for the love of his wife. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, yeah, being a royal is a prestigious (laughs) position Mm -hmm. Uh, birthright, and he was raised with this birthright, and no matter what I think about it, this was an identity or is right. an identity that he has, and he is giving up all of this just like she did mm-hmm. for the sake of his wife and I, honest, and his children. Mm-hmm. When he
0: said. I lost, I'm not going to lose my wife and son the way I lost my mother. That was it. That was right there. Like that gutted me. And I didn't, I didn't get to see the video clip of him saying, I don't know if that's on video. I just got to see the quote. And when I saw the quote, I mean, I was gutted by that. Like, it's just like, let's not forget, like, yes, these kids were raised in this, opulence and in this lifestyle and everything like that. But at the end of the day, he was still a little boy who lost his mother in a brutal fucking way. And seeing the treatment of his wife mirroring, but also a little bit, probably more toxic. um, The treatment of his mother, I imagine major PTSD kicking in and being like, I have to do something to save my family. Um, This is why I'm okay. This is why I'm like super kind of pro Harry right now even though I feel the way I feel about the the monarchy um because you know what I don't think wills would have done that like and will and luckily we'll never will never kind of barely fought for the love of his life you know I you know like he strung her along for a decade yeah. before he finally married her, right. Whereas Harry was like, I want that one. And not only do I want that one, I want that one now. And they're like, don't you want to wait a couple of years? And he's like, nah. And then he gets there and he's like, uh, y'all are treating her like shit. I'm out. It hurts. Yeah. But I'm out. And I, uh, I'm really, really glad that somehow, somehow being raised in the environment he was raised in, he still had the fucking... Yes. Character, uh, strength of character yeah. to be like my family, my family I made, not the family who is dictating this life to me. Right. And he's not um, writing I'm off really, his family. Really...
1: He's no, he's doing something that I hope anyone would do and is making his life and the life of his family as easy and as. Uh, free of this kind of pressure and hatred that the pressure that we can't forget almost broke him when he was young. That's why he went crazy. Of course, he's going to want his kids to have a different life. Of course, he's going to want to protect his wife from as much of that nonsense as possible. Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I mean, for me, I haven't been talking about it on my show. And that's something you and I talked about kind of off air or whatever, um, because. Whatever the soft version of a triggering thing is, is kind of what I experience when I hear about their treatment of Megan, um, because I have an experience of being a mixed black Brit who, although raised in America, um very much raised with some British ideals or British access to Britishness in some way shape or form in my childhood, you know like with my grandmother in my house uh, I have these weird fascinations with aspects of british culture and and even the monarchy to a degree because of the ways I was raised um but because I am a person of mixed race and and in particular because I identify more with my black side than the rest of my ethnic heritage um they fuck up with us. Like they're harsh to us. And it's hard for me to find ways that I can love or, or appreciate aspects of British culture, knowing that at the end of the day, I would not be accepted. I mean, yeah. in England, standing next to my Caucasian British cousin, people would ask, why are you, what's happening here? Yeah, You know, because we were like, we're like 15 years apart in age. And we definitely don't look like two people who would be hanging out. Like, but we're related. We're family. Uh, we love each other. We're walking around England together and, and in London. And a couple times when we would tell people we were cousins, they were like adopted, you know, like right. it was everything in their power to not feel welcome in the country. That was the, the only country of ethnic origin origin I've ever been to. Um, you know, like I haven't been to Japan yet. I haven't been to Gabon. Um I have only been here in America where I grew up and, and where I was born and England where my grandmother came from. So it was like really fucked up to have that personal experience. So yeah. I feel like again I don't like the word but I feel a kind of way whenever this kind of stuff comes up it's because upsetting. I feel like my experience is going to be very similar to Megan and Harry's child. Yeah. He's going to have an American mother, he's going to have a British father. He's going to be mixed, you know, he's going to not fit in either world, which all of us mixed people can identify with and, you know, some aspect or another. Um, I'm welcomed around Black people. I am. I'm treated like a Black person predominantly. Yeah. Occasionally, somebody, some Black person reminds me I'm not all the way Black and that I won't have similar experiences. Yeah. Which I understand, but like, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt when it happens. Yeah, White people... I'm more white than anything. Ethnically, white people are not welcoming of me or accepting of me. My black and Japanese blood has negated any whiteness that I have access to with white people. So I reject it, too, to a degree. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt as bad to reject it. But it like where the British stuff is concerned, it kind of does just because I was actually raised slightly in a British culture um, in my household. And the Japanese do it to me as well. I'm not Japanese because I wasn't born there and I'm not full-blooded. So, yeah, and that's um,
1: something we've had a few people on here who are mixed with Japanese. And that's just something that is a part of Japanese culture for a few reasons. But, it, you know, from my, per, my point of view, this what's happening to Megan and Harry is the personification of what every mixed person is afraid of. Because mm-hmm. no matter what kind of relationship you're going to be in, no one's ever going to be your exact mix unless you're like perfectly biracial and you find it. A- or that. fucking from the same family,
0: which is <laughs> what happened before. <laughs> well. <laughs> which, which is why the British aristocracy looks the way that they look, because they were always marrying their direct relatives.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's that. But, you know, I it's. This is the fear everyone has. Like I know that I dated people who I knew ahead of time their parents or their family wouldn't accept me. I always knew Mm -hmm. that no matter what relationship I would be in, we would be a mixed interracial couple. Our kids would be even more mixed. I've had people Mm -hmm. say, like, what are you going to do with your kids? Because your kids will be just so miscellaneous mixed up, that they can't have an identifier. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> good. Yes. Tell me more about how my ch- mixed children are going to have. You like. <laughs> know, uh, people are crazy. And they're their words in some ways are good, and in some ways they shouldn't. But, uh, you know. They know so much more than we do. Right. And when you're in these situations, I don't know how... She's dealing with it because we don't, at the end of the day, we don't know these people like right. personally, but I can only imagine that she had this knowledge as well, that whatever relationship she was going to be in, there's always a possibility that there would be some kickback. But oh, this, sure, on this scale... <laughs> i mean i
0: don't think anybody so this is this weird thing about people fantasizing about becoming princesses and shit like that right like what do you think their life is like
1: she can't they live in a gilded cave (laughs) Uh, i love how that's the most important (laughs) thing to me she can't have shrimp Uh, i know i was mad when i found out she couldn't wear her hair curly i was about to go to bat for her. exactly like listen to this life that
0: we're coveting we're talking about someone that has very strict rules about how they're meant to dress in public how they're meant to be presented how they can't show their emotion when they feel something so when they do show their emotion they're treated like they're somehow flawed like I think back to that time when uh, the press may not have quite realized yet that uh, Charles and Diana were struggling and sh- they take that uh, Diana poses for a solo picture in front of the Taj Mahal and that's when the world was like oh fuck you can't pose in front of the symbol of fucking romantic <laughs> r- royal love solo where the fuck is Charles you know <laughs> um, like look at this life like this is what we want this is what what our daughters want to aspire to become princesses so that they can live in a gilded cage be dictated to not be able to have their own voice and if they accidentally share their own voice they are fucking like ousted yeah and if you are out there and you
1: want to be a prince (laughs) like if you have this reverse fairy tale look at that too because i No, I guarantee you won't be fun. I mean, Prince
0: Philip to this day, this this dude is one hundred and thirty seven years old and pissed off that he is not king, you know, (laughs) like because he married someone who was going to be queen. He didn't get to be king and he is bitter. (sighs) bitter about this shit <laughs> so this is not a thing for us to be aspiring to or even respect very much it's so archaic at this point point. and if we haven't learned that archaic systems don't work for growth and modernization at this point i don't fucking know i'm i mean i don't know what you do with the aristocracy at this point i don't know if you just like because it's not just the king and queen and the and the rest of the royal family it's also like the dukes and the lords and shit like that that have seats all throughout england um what's
1: that guy there's still played castles snow. In. yeah uh the i don't know his name the guy who played john snow is also royalty i think he has a title like sir lord that's right he's like the third cousin to a something
0: or whatever blah 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 but yeah there's a lot of titled people even in my british family Um, although our origins are from being Spanish pirates that were captured and, and jailed in England, they eventually married into, uh, there was a Duke in my family history and then eventually became common again, down to my family, you know, so we don't have titles anymore, but there was a period of time when my family had a title there as well. Um, this, this... Aristocracy that they have is really fucking weird.
1: <laughs> and I do want to clarify that we are talking about uh the system of a monarchy being a problem. We obviously right. recognize that there are individual people in the situation and they have feelings, blah blah. They're and human. they might be, yeah,
0: regular ass people and things like that. Um I just I don't know. Like it's it's a class thing, it's a prestige that's unearned, you know, I mean, look, there has been kings and queens that were born uh, with mental illness issues or developmental illnesses, and they were actually still king and queen. And so other people had to rule in their stead. But because the symbol is so powerful, they let them stay on the throne because the hereditary line was more important than whether or not they were the right rulers. This is what we're talking about. And I like I look at Harry and his willingness to step aside from his his um, birthrights, I guess, in order to protect his family. He at this point would be the person who would be more worthy, (laughs) I guess. I mean, I would prefer someone on the
1: throne, someone who's willing to uh, do whatever it takes for their family. Yeah.
0: I mean, technically, there's a lot of things that uh, Americans don't really know much about Charles, but Charles was actually really similar. Like, although he is definitely a part of this machine, he fought against his family a lot in his early days. Um, You know, he he embarrassed, quote unquote, the family by sharing his personal views on the treatment of the Welsh. Um, He is really interested in other religions outside of his. And so he he like. Created a fundraiser to build a mosque in London and was treated on on kind of royal land, I think, was the original plan for it. And he was he was treated brutally in the press for trying to do this. Um, Uh, So so he was kind of a radical stuff
1: because I was not aware of those things. Yeah.
0: Most Americans wouldn't have access to this info, but like I have... Had to pay so much attention to the royal family throughout my life that like I know that. And then I also like if I see a documentary, I do end up watching it because I'm like, oh, these are kind of my people, too, you know. Um, but he was a radical for a really long time um, and he fought for the love of his life, too. But he lost and, Ugh, um, so until now, <laughs> until now, like he has her now. Yeah. But, um, you know, the the whole tragedy of Diana is all because they didn't let him <sighs> marry the one that he wanted and because of that he destroyed this other woman you know um and i think the royal family has learned something from that and maybe that's why they did i hate that i'm about to say these words allow harry to marry the woman that he loved and even now allow him to step aside from his duties as a royal um again he's no he's not not a prince he's still prince harry You know, when the House of Windsor and stuff like that, he's still the Duke of of Sussex. He's going to have the titles. The only thing that's removed from him is his royal highness, which means he's not treated. Protocols will shift for him. He's not going to be bowed to the same way and all that kind of shit like that. It's not really that much of a change.
1: To someone like Harry, I feel like that might be a relief more than anything. <laughs> yeah, he, he
0: might not fucking care about that. Like That was one thing about Will when he first um, decided not to return to Buckingham Palace right away after his, um, his military training. He was like, I got to cook my own breakfast. At school, like, (sighs) I just want to be able to make a fucking omelet without somebody, you know, like being like, oh, sir, you know, your hands. (laughs) 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 You can't. uh, That's that's present work. That's not Prince work, you know.
1: And that's this conversation is just so (sighs) complex. There's so many nuances to this. And I'm sure that if someone who is listening right now we've probably offended you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And and I'm sure I'm going to have some aspects wrong, too. Like, I have my entry point as an American who was raised with a British woman in my household. And, you know, I know what I know, which is filtered through other people's lenses or whatever. Right. So I might have gotten some of this wrong as well.
1: But I'm just an American who's part black and, you know, it felt some type of way about me. Right. Like so. <laughs> we feel protective of her. Obviously,
0: she's yes. a sister of ours because of her mixed race heritage. And, you know, we we see her being brutalized in the media. And we're just like, fuck, like we can't win, you know, even in the love story, we can't win. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is supposed to be that fairy tale that we've been fed forever. And, I, you know, it wouldn't matter to me what kind of mixed color person of color type thing she was it I I 100% would have been on her side but especially because I didn't grow up with that kind of princess story Mm -hmm. and then this story happened I was like oh this is so sweet and finally we're gonna have this role model and kids growing up will see that they actually in real life can achieve things not necessarily that this is an achievement but you know what I mean I, I was excited about that and yeah I after seeing how she was raked through the coals, I'm not willing to say she should have to put up with it for the sake of what her marriage symbolized, because she should not be a sacrifice for progress. Right.
0: And I mean, honestly, like even. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, right. I mean, even the whole thing about like her bearing this with grace kind of hurts to even say those words. Right. You're like, you know, she I, I mean, that one interview where someone talked to her about um, the challenges of of uh, postpartum depression and pregnancy and things like that. And she like like it was like a cartoon, right? Her eyes filled with tears and then she had to, like, choke them all the way back because, you know, she's a royal now. You cannot suppose to show yeah. that kind of emotion. And, you know, she took her a couple beats and we got to but we got to see it. We knew what was happening. And... um You know, we the fact that she had to choke it back and and that's actually I mean, in that case, that's also a British royal thing. But in a lot of cases, it's a black woman thing, right? We're not allowed to express our emotions the way we express our emotions or the way we would naturally express our emotions. We are supposed to express our emotions through the comfort of white uh receivers of seeing well, that, even right?
1: Then we're at risk of being labeled a certain way because a white woman can cry just like Kate Middleton could wear a dress and then mm-hmm. a person of color can react the or specifically a black woman can react the same way and they are a loud black woman mm-hmm. or just, you know, flying off the cuff. They're seen more as more dramatic.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the same thing, like all the stereotypes that that work against us and work for us, like worked for us in our community, but work against us in their community, like that there is no winning for a person like Megan, you know, in her situation. There is no way. Like look at look at how fucking beautiful she is. She's gorgeous. Even her being pretty isn't enough. Whereas in a lot of cases, being a pretty white woman. Gets you by. It got Diana through a lot of shit that people would have normally like ostracized other people for. Things that well, she, she did.
1: Stole, she stole the commoner's heart. I've heard that said a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I was just old enough to mm-hmm. remember when she died so I was born in 91 she died about 95 or so Mm -hmm. and Uh, so
0: yeah yeah well no see I was in college when she uh,
1: 95 or 96
0: somewhere yeah somewhere around there
1: so my mom watched her funeral and so I remember her funeral very young and I was like oh a princess died and it was sad like I was four so. so I
0: wasn't even thinking about your access to princess Diana being different than mine for me she's the people's prince that, like that was a label that, that she kind of created for herself that fucking pissed off the queen. And the See, people I only know that loved in her. retrospect. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, I admired her too. Like uh, she was, you know, in the same way people were like, not my president or he was my president. She was my princess. Like she was an, mm. an outsider who came in and, and wrecked shit up and like forced them to modernize. And and things like that. And then she was, but she did it elegantly and with grace, and da, da 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 da. And then when she did go trashy, like when she fucking did that interview, the Brashear interview, where she basically just dimes on everybody. Like oh part of gosh. me is kind of like, oh, shit, she snitched. And other parts of me is like, go ahead and switch on those people. You know, like I was I had a whole bunch of mixed feelings about her. And when she died, I fucking mourned, too. I stayed up in the middle of the night. I watched the funeral. I cried my fucking eyes out when I saw Harry and Will behind the the coffin like oh god like it fucking killed me and then i'm also yeah, sitting here i was too young to understand what in the world was happening mhm yeah i didn't even think about that so yeah like there's there's a weird kind of weight for me to hear something like harry saying i lost my mother this way i'm not going to lose my my wife and child this way like that flashes me right back to that 13 year old boy walking behind the coffin you know like i and that that's why i was so gutted because i was just like Oh, that's PTSD. That's the that's you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can. I only knew that distantly, but it makes sense. I forgot that you would have such yeah. a a closer understanding than I, I did. I
0: watched Diana and Charles' wedding. <laughs> I was I was really young, but I remember that. And not only that, my Japanese grandmother had it on VHS so, or beta, oh, wow. <laughs> maybe beta. But we watched that shit like I've seen that wedding <laughs> a lot in my childhood. So I again, I have this thing of where like both of my grandmothers informed this like love of the monarchy. Um, and and so I did kind of too. And as I got older and started to think more for myself and be like, you know what, there's something fucked up about this system. It gets really hard for me to care. And yet, Fucking put a documentary up about the royal family and I'm watching that shit. Put the crown up on Netflix. I'm watching that shit. Like, I can't (laughs) help it. It's And I want to be like, no, Uh, my husband grew up in England, you know, and even he like when he sees me watching royal shit, he's just like, what the fuck? Like, this is (laughs) not us, you know, but I have this weird pull to them. And at the same time, think of them as a terrible system. And then Megan comes in and i mean i knew it was just like throwing a great grenade into the into the thing right like there was no way she was going to equalize things people were going to be really massively upset and it was going to reveal a lot of racism and then there was going to be brown people that were going to be like one of us one of us yeah. <laughs> and then was <laughs> that was me cuz i like, didn't understand back on us because you're going to them you know like she can't win in her own community she can't win in their community um, and so, like, I don't know if you watch the video. I only watched the video of Harry's speech. Just that little clip, the main clip that they've been showing. I haven't watched the extended version of it. But hearing him waver, his voice waver a little bit when he said um, there was no other option. <laughs> uh,
1: honestly, I didn't want to watch it because the whole situation is just too real. I, I, I guess that's weird to say, like... I am in an interracial relationship and we consider ourselves whatever equivalent to marriage because my girlfriend doesn't think about the institution of marriage. Sure. But, um, I can own, om- there are people in my family and in hers where a lot of what we have together is not acceptable and mm-hmm. i know from experiences that i've had just growing up and having other friends that when i can't, i can't imagine watching that like you're hurt you're just your pain is being put on display. You're having to separate from your family, like strip away all the titles, strip away all this, whatever your family, who's been followed way too much by the press Mm -hmm. for you to have a normal life. You've Mm -hmm. gone through so much tragedy and now your trauma is being put on television and broadcasted to everyone. Mm hmm. I I don't know what that would feel like. It it pulls at all of my maternal feelings <laughs> uh, even though I'm t- definitely younger than them. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And I think anytime as people of color and specifically mixed people, we see something fall apart with one of our sisters or one of our people like mm-hmm. We all kind of, it hurts us too. And I didn't want to not participate, but I just want people to leave them alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Just let them live. And I felt like if I was watching, I was participating in this weird voyeurism of their pain. Like I yeah, like okay. hearing, yeah. and I want their happy, I want to hear their happy ending because I got to see their beginning but at the same time, I would be very happy for them if they never came in the news again for them.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I totally I can I can see that, too. I I ended up watch, like I said, I didn't watch the extended thing. I just watched that main bit. And when I did it, um, I guess I'm glad to see Harry say it with his own face versus reading you know about it just because i needed to see i needed to see what was it a sacrifice or is it a a freedom Mm. and it feels like it's probably both for him you know he'll get to have some independence and and he'll get to um experience a life but he's gonna face some things that are probably difficult um he's probably going to be uh okay so when um david king edward the uh fuck what number was he sixth or fifth um the the one who abdicated and which made uh prince uh, princess elizabeth's father take on the throne who was king george the fifth or sixth and then elizabeth so she wouldn't have ever been queen had her uncle not abdicated. And he abdicated because he fell in love with an American divorcee. Again, another thing that's informing this pain that the British monarchy is going through is that an American came through and fucked shit up. It's before. just too much. Um, <laughs> but when when uh, when David, they, they he was King Edward, but his they called him David. Uh, When David abdicated and lived his life in exile um, with uh, Wallace Simpson, the woman, the American divorcee that he married, um, his life became very difficult because he loved the monarchy. He was of it, but he also hated it because of the way it separated the monarchs from the people. And when he fell in love with a commoner and, and basically fought for her in terms of the romantic tales, he was lifted up in terms of the practicality of what was going on in England at the time, the war and everything like that, he was turning his back on his English people for the sake of Mm -hmm. an American. Um, So he was both like praised at first and then ripped to shreds. And then when he lived in exile, he um, never get to never got to really be a full person. He was always at the, at the um, mercy, the convenience and the, uh, support of others like they had to take care of him he he had a very small stipend things like that like he didn't get to be he didn't get to exist in the life he grew up in and what he understood and but he didn't know how to be a full-ass commoner so he really struggled throughout the rest of his life um king uh prince charles was on the verge of that when he was he was on the verge of that for camilla but lost that fight and ended up you know, staying in line or, you know, towing the British, the monarchy yeah. line. Uh, Harry's going to have a version of that, except for it's not going to be as bad for him, probably because he is no longer the spare. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, but he's
0: well past being the spare. Well past the spare. Like he's got to lose like and, and look at that tragedy. He would have to lose his father, his brother, his nephews and niece, you know, before he takes on a crown that he was just not going to want at that point. Right. Like it's going to be terrible. Uh, if that were to oh, happen
1: who would um, want that after right? like, losing half your family
0: it's like yeah i get to be king but fuck you know <laughs> <laughs> like i lost my whole family um and, which do like, not want to happen obviously no of course not um but he he's gonna live a weird life for him and it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of years if he does pop up in the media or wh- um, because they actually tried to keep uh, david totally out of the media and every now and then he'd get all kind of big in bed and like do a pr stunt and everybody'd be like shut that shit down you know um, <laughs> you can't do that but- now
1: there's pretty much no shutting anything down yeah no it's state. gonna
0: be there so it'll be interesting to see like is he gonna feel so isolated that they do pr things that puts them in the public eye again or are they gonna just like go into full like we're just regular ass people who happen to be princesses and princes you know
1: there yeah. are regular I citizens wonder if she'll like be harry able to go Tyler. back and acting
0: well that's the plan she's already booked a deal with disney i believe oh, wow. uh, a voiceover deal which refer back to a clip that uh trevor noah played on um on the daily show where he see there's a, a side video uh, at the lion king premiere in london where prince harry is basically full on the hustle with the the head of Disney on behalf of Megan, uh where he's just like, I don't know if you know this, but like Megan is a voiceover actress and the head of Disney is like, Oh, I, I didn't know. And he and Harry goes, Hmm, you seem surprised. Well we're really interested if uh, you know, if there's anything that we can do. And uh and Trevor starts cracking up and he's like, you know, when you see these powerful people or like heads of state and things like that, you think that they're like talking about real big things like climate change and you know, the state of the union and the state of the world or whatever. And he's like, instead you got Prince Harry, like, yo, dog, my wife, like she's hella good. And like, you know, you and me, like we can get together. And so he's like, the Prince of fucking Wales, like one of the princes of Wales would be like on that hustle. Um and then- i don't know
1: um it's pretty (laughs) cute but uh, that's so good though (laughs) (laughs) like
0: i I saw that clip well after i found out that she had already booked a deal with disney um so that was kind of like a retro clip or whatever it's pretty cute I'll, i'll find it and i'll send it to you it's hilarious (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, like so she's already booked a deal. That's why she's also in Canada. So it's not it's not just that she's living in isolation in Canada at the moment. She's working towards like her side hustle stuff until they worked out this deal with um the royal family to decide what's gonna happen. So they are gonna split their time between America and Canada and and the UK. And I imagine I'm that family, <laughs> right, like I imagine they'll still attend all of the major events that they would allow everybody to do. You know, there's some things where you only see the queen and say Prince Charles. Sometimes Camilla gets to be there. Sometimes she doesn't. And that's because, you know, for as long as protocol the lives, there may be times she will not be able to be, you know, in the system. I think if if Charles becomes king, he's gonna fuck shit up and he's gonna make her queen, which is supposed to be the deal, that she never gets to be queen. But uh, he's a rebel, so we'll see what happens. But Nobody lives forever. Right. Um, I think there's gonna be some family events that are royal events that they'll be a part of, but basically they've taken on the responsibility to pay their own bills, which again, the British people should be fucking happy about it. They're not going to be paying. The British monarchy is a drain of like a couple of billion dollars, like multiple billions of dollars a year. I don't know exactly what it was. I I heard it recently and I was like, damn, um, because they have to maintain all the castles, the staff, the... Food, like everything that they have to do. And that is a drain on their food. non-shrimp included food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Like, so they're basically taking us a, a chunk out of that. You're, you know, you're not going to have to take care of us anymore. We'll do it ourselves, which is why Megan is on her, um, her hustle right now. So she'll, she'll do acting definitely because she can make money doing that. And then they're going to establish their charity organization which is probably primarily what um, Harry's going to do, which is taking after his own mother as well. And uh, I was
1: going to say from the press coverage I've seen over the years, he does when he wasn't being crazy, he does like or seem to like charity work. Yeah. And it doesn't it it makes sense for me or to me that from his mom did. Like, obviously, post her death, I was. I would see these things from time to time her with little kids and just being uh, a genuine person. She seemed like a very loving person and gave a lot to people regardless of class. And I think that he inherited a lot of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He really loves Africa because that was, I think it was his first um, like Royal trip with his mother, I think took them to Africa um, and her charities were the AIDS charities and all the charities where, uh, she basically had to show real like humanity and empathy. Um, she got in trouble in the eighties because she touched an AIDS baby and um and this was huge in the news this was like oh my gosh the princess touched an infected child and blah 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 and it reminded you know at the time that's not no 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 at the time everybody thought you could pretty much get aids if someone coughed in your face like that was that was in the early days where everybody like the misinformation was really strong and they were terrified like they were terrified that she touched this child Uh, but she continued to touch children and hold children and comfort them and things like that so like for her um the charities of places where people were not only impoverished but like at risk for major health crises or the mines there was the time also she walked through a field that had mines and she only had a, a face mask and a chest vest and the royals were like what the fuck is this bitch doing like she is gonna kill us um but it reminded them of the tragedy of david because david also kissed a um Either a leper or somebody who was affected by the war um, had some sort of sickness because of the war. And he kissed him on the face and the press went fucking nuts. They were like, David's going to die. He's going to be affected. And then Princess Diana does that. And they're like, don't you remember any years ago when this (laughs) shit happened before? Uh, And so like Harry's grew up around that, like he grew up around his mother saying it doesn't matter that we are what we are. We should show empathy and humanity. And so he he's really partial to African charities because of that. The way he grew up, I, I think that um, he also did his a lot of his some of his military time and his um, I don't know what they call it. There's a period of there's like a year or two where when they're in college that they had to go and do like charity somewhere. So will built houses in like South America or something like that. And Harry was in Africa. Um, working on building a school.
1: Um, I didn't know he was in Africa. I don't, again, I know too much about that. Yeah, so I think you're going to... Honestly, I think- this stuff is just not necessary.
0: <laughs> it's not like important like. to know. It's totally not important to know. But it's going to explain kind of what happens for them next is, you know, she'll probably yeah. foot a big part of the bill because she'll be acting and he'll probably maintain the stewardship of the charity. I imagine they'll do Let a lot be of charities. manager. I mean, I don't even know what he knows how to do. You know, like, I don't know. I know that they're well-educated, but I don't even know, like, what they know how to do. But Harry loved being a soldier, and he loved his mom's charities, and so I imagine that'll be the direction that he goes. And in the meantime, although they have, um, you know, just stepped away from a lot of the royal duties, I imagine in the meantime, Archie will still be raised with... um Protocols and lessons on how to be a royal and shit like that. Like, I think that stuff is still I mean, probably going to happen. Kind
1: has to since it's his family. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm really not sure. It's so fucking we- weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> how are we supposed? I honestly, I don't know how we're supposed to feel. Which is why I wanted to talk to you about it because my non-monarchy mind mm-hmm. is just like bye <laughs> yeah and i haven't been talking about it because i've just been like oh this
0: kind of bothers a shit because like i don't know if i'm going to accidentally reveal some like really deep-seated personal things that i have about being a mixed black brit like i'm struggling with that actually right now in my personal life and um and then i hear this news and i'm like man you got to remind me that they're like not okay with me being mixed you know like it happened oh, in my family. Just another blow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is on a monarchy level. And if the monarchs can't get it together, how the fuck is little old Mixed Maine gonna be able to, to maneuver this world? Um You know, I don't know. I think that's because ultimately I think I'll end up living in England for a period of time because it's something really? I wanted to do when I was younger and um I don't know why. Like when I when I went there, I didn't want to come back, honestly. Like I really actually like uh, London and things like that. And, um, and nobody hugs each other you know, and- I'm from two cultures or you're just like, don't touch me. And uh, the Brits get it. Like, you know, I dig that part. Um, you know, there's aspects of, of British culture that I do, you know, that I grew up and raised in and, and love, but I feel very complicated about because of the colonial history and because of the current racism and um, the anti- the misguided racist slash anti-Muslimness where it's like, I'm an atheist. I don't support any re- organized religion of any kind, but I also do not support the treatment of Muslims on be- on just on the face value of them being Muslim. Yeah. You know, like that kind I mean, of just stuff. like
1: with the monarchy, we don't like the system, but these are like real people's People, lives. Right.
0: Exactly. So I feel I have felt worried about it. And um, I. You know, I want to do right by my fellow mixed black Brits and talk about this shit. But at the same time, like, I feel like I'm just going to not talk about it well, (laughs) because, you know, a lot of this is informed by my complicated family in which I had a woman who married a black American man came here and yet continued to say that things that implied that her British blood made the black American blood better. (laughs) You know, so I have things like that going you know, on. I
1: think our perspective to balance it out. You've got that on your side. And I have just the experience from one end, which makes me say things that might be really, really harsh or things that I don't understand, like the titles and how mm-hmm. that works. And I wasn't around for Diana. I wasn't around for uh, Prince Williams rebellious phase all i knew really was i remember when prince harry was being all Mm -hmm. wild and stuff and i was a teenager and i was like i want that
0: one yeah everybody (laughs) kind of thought of him as pretty hot too like i'm I'm not really attracted to red hair so i don't don't get it but like i love red hair my husband loves it too i'm like all right like yeah i guess he's 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 certainly the most attractive between the two brothers now that uh will has Aged out of his cute period, I guess. Um
1: well he was never like age appropriate for me to Right.
0: He's quite he's quite older. On. Yeah.
1: I mean Prince Harry is like just at that border of where I would want older. <laughs> but obviously that's not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I mean I think they look sweet together. Yeah. Like when I see pictures of him and and then when they're like the way, I mean, I did, I watched the wedding too. I didn't watch it. I didn't stay up for it. I watched it the next day, um, which was sort of my rebellion as <laughs> like a Brit, as like a mixed bread I was like, I'm not going to watch it when it's live. I'll watch it later. Um, and I fast forward through most of it. But when I saw him look at her like the first time and stuff, and he like, he he did that like, oh my yeah. gosh moment. I was like, oh, got <laughs> me. You know, like there's... <laughs> there's some photos of him le- looking at her where I'm just like, oh, you can feel the love in that look and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Nobody but can
1: tell of- me that their love isn't real. Nobody can tell me.
0: <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, that's a huge thing to let go of your entire existence up until this point has been this type of lifestyle. And he's going to be like, I'm out. Like, and basically what I think he avoided saying, because he is a Royal, but as a man could have said is you treated me and my wife like shit. So I am out and you don't get any more
1: of me, you know, for the people who crave them. huh? I I don't want him to say, I would, I don't wish I had said something that. uh, Yeah. He wouldn't have like direct, but I do wish that we would say more, but again, that is that is what I will say probably the american side of me that wants that confrontational mm-hmm. like acknowledge that this is because you have hurt me and you've hurt my wife like i part of me wants him to say it but i understand that culturally that's not really something that would happen It's just it's very frustrating. And I I think maybe a part of that's projection as well, because I would want my partner to also be like, yeah, you didn't respect my wife. Bye. Mm -hmm.
0: Which I think is why the quote, um, there was no other option, carries such the weight that it does and maybe it won't carry this much weight for like the average american watching but for me knowing what i know about how british people are you know because of the british people i was raised by and knowing how you know tight-lipped the monarchy is that is that is practically throwing his dick on the on the platform (laughs) and just being like Fuck y'all! Like that's a huge statement for a Br- uh, British royal to say. I think um, <laughs> it
1: is. Like he's just like oh, yeah, you know, like that's no, I'm what. you, that gave me that mental picture. <laughs> oh, no. Like
0: I like when I saw it, I was like, whoa! But it also choked me up a little bit because I can I can hear it. I heard it in his voice in a way that the quote doesn't do on its own, which is this wasn't easy. To say I'm going to step away from my life for the sake of my partner, even though my partner stayed away, stepped away from her life for the sake of me. You know, I think. um, I mean, honestly, I, I think it's the best way to cap this whole thing is like up until now, you've heard what the press feels or you've heard what the average the various average citizens feel. But here's I guess one of the you know one of two of the most important people in this situation coming out and saying if you know for lack of a, being more direct he basically said if you were nicer <laughs> If you treated us like you actually cared, if you treated us with humanity, we would have stayed. But because you treated us the way that you did, there was no other option. And he says right ahead of that, he said, we thought that just stepping away from the public funds was going to be enough. Mm. When it became obvious that that wasn't, there was no other option. So, you know.
1: Okay. I can see that more. Well, That makes more sense. Uh And I... I'm not, I don't, I'm not here for like reality TV, wanting people to go crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, it it hurts me anytime things like this come up because every time that we think we're past, we as a society are past racism or Mm -hmm. especially right now where... I was really hoping and I keep trying to bury my head in the sand and be like, it's just America that's being super crazy and racist right now. And that's mm-hmm. just not the case. No. Like, it just feels like we can't go anywhere. Right. Like, it does
0: feel like for a while people thought that, like... British people was the way that you could be black and comfortable. You know, you like yeah. we have this this misconception about it. And the th- the weird thing is about like British um, TV and art and stuff like that, or even in the culture, they acknowledge mixed people differently than we do here. Like they yes. actually... In TV, you know, if they see a black person who is not super dark skinned, they'll say you're half and half, right? And it's this weird thing that happens in, in like TV and, and movies, British movies. It's like it's their way of being like, hey we identify you as mixed, but they don't have a good question. They don't have a good way of um, of um, <laughs> doing it. So add, they do yeah. it a way of like uh, you know, you're half and half, right? And then the mixed person—true <laughs> to bit, has- British form, <laughs> right? Like it's so you know, like for here, the question is, what are you? There, the question yeah. is, you're half and half, right? Um, and so, like, it's a part of their culture. They they acknowledge that we exist, and they, but they have the same problems that we have in terms of like allowing us to maneuver in our mixedness the way we maneuver, not the way they've decided for us. So
1: yeah it's just oh, i I would like to take comfort in the fact that somewhere they're doing it correctly, but I think that <laughs> i I think that's just like uh, I don't know it's really hard to let go of the idea that uh, someone is doing it right. Someone is handling the globalization that's happening the mixed children that are coming out of it well. And I think maybe on like a nuclear level, it Mm -hmm. might be happening. There are families that Mm -hmm. are accepting. There's, we still have a long way to go as far as the global community.
0: Yeah. It's
1: just disappointing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is like every culture has different rules. One drop rule and one respect or the way you identify is supposed to be how your father is identifying the way you identify, you know, some countries it's based off your mother, some countries it's based off of your father. Um, yeah. Arkansas you know. just
1: changed it. I think, it, yeah, we talked. Arkansas just changed yeah, we'll it to this. your mother. Well, off we've talked together off Separ- Yes, this space. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. Correct. <laughs> but like I just had a guest on military. Mix recently who is uh, Jamaican and Nigerian and for the Nigerians it's how your father identifies you're a Nigerian if for the Jamaicans it's how your mother identifies you're, ja- you're uh, Jamaican so her yeah. mother was Jamaican and her father is
1: Nigerian how the fuck is she supposed to identify uh, and an interesting thing that's happening because I mean <laughs> If you're my listener, you know that I sh- have been sharing a lot of my indigenous, uh, my mm-hmm. connecting with my native heritage and clans are passed down through the mother. So, mm, OK, it, it's so, matriarchal on that
0: way. It's on your father's side, though.
1: Yeah, which is weird because. My cousin, his wife is kind of the matriarch, but at the same time, as I'm connecting as the oldest female in my, in this branch of the family that's connecting, Mm -hmm. I become that position and it's weird. And I I was talking to my siblings. I'm like, um... If you ever want to know, it's kind of my responsibility to teach you as I learn. It's my
0: job now. <laughs>
1: yeah. And yeah. So it's
0: it's weird. This is strange, and is the same. You know, um, yeah, because I come from opposite things too. Like my my Japanese family, um, it is technically culturally a patriarchy, but my family is. Uh, the matrix. Like I have strong women throughout my family, and I don't have many men. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, like again, the nuclear level. We're we're kind of thumbing our nose at the way the system works, you know, and it's just accidental yeah. that that happened. But I don't get to be Japanese in that
1: respect. Just like I can't, we can't be white either, just because yeah. the way people work. <laughs> Or is this Which is working? so weird because
0: both of my parents have white in them. And um, you saw the other day, I posted a, 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 a photo of my birth certificate or a portion of my birth certificate that shows that they actually identified both of my parents as biracial. Um, and they, they said... Which is very progressive at the time. But like it, what's the weird thing is it said race slash identity. And so for my mother, it said um, Caucasian first and then slash Japanese... Uh, because I, I'm assuming it went father, mother, in the in the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Because my father was black slash Caucasian, uh, but they wrote Japanese instead of Asian. Um, because, which is a nationality, not necessarily an ethnicity, but I also describe it as an ethnicity because I want it, or I guess not necessarily a race, um, but it is my ethnicity. So that's why I say Japanese, because I also want to clarify what kind of Asian it is, but like, so, Uh,
1: and, and as far as Asian culture goes, they have been very, we're definitely separate. uh,
0: We separate ourselves. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But
0: uh, yeah, going back, I guess, to to the feelings like I, I haven't been talking about it on my own show yet or on my own platforms, because it does feel kind of like it's bringing up things from my family's past that I didn't really think that I hadn't really dealt with. Like, you know, I do militantly mix and I feel like mixed AF and I'm like, I know my shit and I know myself, but <sighs> you know, you think a little bit and you discover you have some problems that you haven't really addressed or some, you know, shame in some of your mixed heritage that you haven't really addressed. And that's kind of what I'm going through right now. And to see that, like what I'm going through personally is being mirrored in the public eye through the royal family. is just like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. Don't make me deal with this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't even blame you for that because it's just... It's hard. It's hard. And to see something that was supposed to be good, something that was supposed to be somewhat revolutionary, something that was beautiful to us be or end up this way mm-hmm. is really, really hard. And I don't even know how hard it is for them personally.
0: Mm hmm.
1: But I mean, I think we both have reasons we wanted to talk about it and mm-hmm. they, kind, like I said earlier, they kind of balance each other out and yeah. give a more rounded view of it.
0: Um, I'm definitely glad to have a teammate in the discussion because I, I told you off air. I recorded my own thing, and I when listening back in editing, I felt like I sounded like a crazy person. So
1: <laughs> maybe I didn't it was, air it. Maybe it was necessary in your. <laughs> it was necessary in your process. Like maybe, I needed to vent to, it,
0: but the rest of the world yeah. didn't need to hear that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you had your test run. You got your feelings out. I mean, mm-hmm. you still got your feelings in here. It's just. It's a hard thing to talk about, I think, and no matter what side you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Unless you just don't care either
0: way. I mean, there's times when I do sometimes kind of wish I could do that. But at the end of the day, like my whole fucking life is mixed. Like everything is so mixed centric. Like yeah. besides doing the podcast, like I it's basically how I introduce myself to every human. It's like, hello, my name is Charmaine. I am mixed race. And here's how you're going to have to deal with me. You know. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, I can't. Even hide if we it. didn't introduce ourselves that way, it's always going to come up. It's going to come up, yeah. Uh, you
0: know, it's always going to be a thing. So,
1: yeah. But thank you
0: for sharing this with me because I think it helped me having to do it without um, having to do it solo, and um, and that's cool.
1: Yeah, have another springboard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me. So I don't like end up trash talking and offending uh, my second highest. Oh, I just remembered. <laughs> oh, is, is the UK my... your second highest
0: download? Yes. Section? That's funny. Hi, you care listeners. For me too. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, what I'm waiting for is my mixed Brits to hit me back and be like, "Well, you fucked up here. Like, you kind of got this part right, but you got this part
1: wrong." And I'll be like, "Well, I grew up in America." (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is the dis. If you have listened this long, this is your disclaimer. (laughs) I am an american who is a product of the education system mm-hmm. that is america centric i know you have royalty and you have other feelings probably but this is something i wanted to talk about please do not murder me <laughs> you're like i just want to support my mixed sister that's it <laughs> <laughs> both of my mixed sisters in this point. <laughs> <family. laughs>
0: militantly mixed is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me charmaine fury music is by david bogan the one you can follow us on social media on twitter instagram and facebook at militantly mixed if you'd like to become a sponsor of militantly mixed please go to patreon.com militantly mixed for monthly sponsorship or PayPal.me/militantlymixed for a one-time-only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mix, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media: Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.